6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Okay, I wanted to make sure that we spend quite a bit of time on this as well as we take a closer look at the budget. Um, Debate is underway in the House of Commons. Um, as uh, the parties kind of try to make, get things changed in the budget, the, the federal government, the liberal Trudeau government now trying to sell it to you, the Canadian people. It's been 24 hours since the feds delivered its pandemic budget. It was the first budget in more than two years. Finance Minister Chrystia Freeland's first crack at a budget plan is also widely viewed as a pre-election platform. You know, you heard it here yesterday. It comes with more than $100 billion in new spending over the next three years, targeting a wide variety of voters from seniors and their caregivers to parents and business owners. Canada's net debt is now more than $1 trillion for the first time ever. Um, The Conservatives are proposing their own economic recovery plan, which doesn't include a national child care plan, the Bloc Québécois, um, proposing changes to address the Premier's demand for another $28 billion a year in health care transfer payments, and its call for an increased old age security benefit for all seniors. Votes on the budget will come later this week. Uh, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce says it's pleased to see some pandemic-related supports to businesses extended but would have liked to have seen a fiscal anchor. They're not alone with that one. We're starting this afternoon with the president and CEO of the Alberta Chambers of Commerce, Ken Cobley. Ken, welcome back to the show. And I always enjoy it. (laughs) Well, I I sure appreciate you taking the time. Uh, It has been interesting to watch the reaction of chambers across the country to this budget. Some uh, quite supportive, I think, depending on where you're living. Others, uh, not so much, um, saying, you know, they would have liked to have seen more specifically for their area. Ken, uh, what is, uh, you know, you've had uh, 24 hours now to take a close look at what's in this huge document, over 700 pages. Your, Your response to to what you've what you've seen what you've read what you've heard uh, yeah yeah and it's a really good point that the document itself was 740 pages so <laughs> by no means have i gone through every page and maybe i'll save that for the weekend when i want to actually have a good rest and a good sleep afterwards <laughs> um you know i i think for for business i think uh there was a, a lot of good announcements um but i'll also clarify them with perhaps some buts uh we were glad to see the uh the uh, uh, wage subsidy extended until the end of September, uh, as well as the rent subsidy to be extended to the end of September. But there is a um, a reduction, a progressive reduction starting July in the percentages that are covered. Uh, We've received reassurance from uh, the Department of Finance that they will continue to follow uh, what's going on with the pandemic and may adjust the, um, you know, the, the percentages that are going to be allowed for claim. So that's definitely goodness because that was one that was scheduled to you know close off at june and and as we know in alberta here we're still at quite a distance away from uh you know getting out of this whole pandemic thing uh i like to see that i'd like i did like to see that there was a um a um some dollars set aside to upscale and to rescale individuals uh to uh, um, uh, get them into more productive jobs or simply to retrain them from jobs that that don't exist anymore uh, one of the other things that we were glad to see, because the policy that came out of Alberta was uh, the federal government is, is uh, refinding, refinancing or refunding 
um, putting dollars towards the uh, transportation and utility corridor, the national mm. uh, transportation and utility corridor, which we've been advocating in Alberta for a long time. Uh, which is pretty important to us. And uh, to round off the positives, I would say um, the new employee uh, hire program uh, that yes. they announced yesterday, which will allow them to, to bring on uh, staff as they need, uh, which does provide a, a limited period 50% wage subsidy. So those are good things, I think, that, that I saw in the budget for my read so, so far. So those are the good things. I mean, we've heard about the wage subsidies. I mean, I know there's been some some concern about the way that the rent subsidy uh, that help has played out with uh, with with some folks. We've heard a lot of talk about this uh, new employee hire program as well. And uh, well, not you know, it's been 24 hours, but a lot of positive things uh, about that. So that is you know some some good news on that front. You mentioned the um, the transportation utility corridor. Can why is that something that the chamber is is uh, is is pretty focused and dialed into what what is it about that program that is uh, going to be beneficial for uh, this province and for the country? Well, that's a policy that came from Alberta, from Alberta to the Canadian Chamber, and that was born out of the issues that we've been having and continual issues that we're having with citing things like pipelines. Uh, when you take a look at, at, at say um, you know uh, electricity corridors. Uh, even when you look at additional transportation corridors, it seems that in, in the province, if we don't have a, you know, a designated route, uh, we end up going into uh, hearings for year over year over year. Uh, Edmonton, the city of Edmonton and the province of Alberta were very, uh, had great foresight when they set, set up the uh, restricted development area around Edmonton, uh, which now houses uh, the Anthony Hende as well as uh, heavy electricity transmission lines. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that, that we're glad to see them them moving forward on that. And I think it will provide some, you know, a little bit of streamlining in the regulatory process as we go forward with other major projects. I know, um, I think it was the the city of uh, Calgary, the Chamber of Commerce, they're saying, you know, that they don't believe or it doesn't believe that it did enough for that community, for Calgary itself. What, what, what would you have liked to have seen in this budget for Alberta, for Alberta business that you did not see, Ken? I think there would, uh, I raised that issue as well when I was on the call with the uh, uh, finance department in their briefing. Um, it, it, I mean, we went into this whole pandemic with our economy already weakened. Um, yeah. So there, we, I would like to see some sort of, you know, novel program uh, that would provide some additional funds to Alberta, given, you know, the state of the finances right now, um, as well as, uh, you know, what we're trying to do to, you know, recover from it and to diversify. And I think this would be a great, have been a great opportunity for the federal government to do that. I'm wondering, you know, we, we've heard a lot about, uh, you know, money for different programs, but, you know, I don't see or we haven't seen a whole lot about, um, you know, uh, funding for, for capital programs, for things that might get people working. Are, are you concerned about that? I mean, with, and I, I talked to some economists yesterday about that, saying, you know, what they believe that that is something that, you know, really needs to be put in place, that capital funding. We're not necessarily seeing that. Is is that on your radar at all? Oh, definitely. And that's the thing that we look for in the Alberta budget as well, was an uptick in the commitment for capital spending. Capital spending uh, not only provides you with the, obviously, the capital projects that you're going to need for the future, but it's a very good generator of good, well-paying jobs um, that help people get back to work.
Uh, you know, one of the uh, big plan, and I'm going to say planks because it does sound like, uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a pre-election, um, you know, uh, document. Let's let's be real here. Um, yeah, and a lot of that, you know, what was it, 30 billion over the next five years going to early learning and childcare. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a lot of folks that are saying that this is going, this is really good. Others, um, you know, even um, Alberta officials, uh, Travis Staves, saying, you know, not so much. You're not 100% sure sold on this, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out between the feds and the provinces because we know uh, daycare that child care that that system it falls under provincial rules but your thoughts on that commitment to to child care across the country sure and i think your comment about this being election buck uh budget is spot on i think the best comment i heard was from rosie barton yesterday where she uh, referred to the budget as a budget where no voter is left behind and i think that's very <laughs> telling um you know in the child care um you know child care is very important to business as well uh because we have obviously if, if we have uh two parents in a household and uh one of them cannot um uh, because of affordability uh cannot get into the job market that that not only effectively reduces um you know reduces the ability for employers to find good employees or uh, but it, it also um you know it, it also uh um, restricts the ability for those people to earn a proper living. Uh, if, if, say, even if, 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 for example, they're they're a single person with a, with a child, it restricts their ability to earn income and contribute to the economy. And to be honest, spend money. Uh, Ken Colby joining think, us. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt you, Jillian. The other thing is I can't understand the province's concern on this because the uh, the daycare program is conditional on the province's putting in 50%. Uh, and I don't believe, I don't think the provinces were consulted before the announcement was made. Ken Cobley is the president and CEO of the Alberta Chambers of Commerce. Ken, um, <laughs> you know, you, you take a look at the amount of spending in this budget. How concerned are you when you take a look at GDP to debt? How concerned are you when we don't see a fiscal anchor in there? How concerned are you about the possibility of interest rates going up and what this could mean for, for Albertans and for, Albertan, for Alberta businesses, uh, Canadian businesses? Businesses, for that matter, and Canadians, um, you know, in the in the months and, and years ahead. You know what? And I would say answer that by saying I'll say yes to all of the above, <laughs> and then I'll expand it a bit. Uh, I mean, right off the top of the show, you mentioned that we were one trillion dollars in debt. The, the very shocking number that we heard yesterday was that that number will double over the next five years. Um, the even the recoveries in the deficits year over year that they're projecting, you know, to get back to say even just a thirty billion dollar deficit, as they put it, in five years' time, it is really dependent on the economy getting back. Uh, and to be honest, Alberta is the major driver of the economy in this country. So I think uh, the government of Canada needs to really pay attention to that because if economies, if Alberta is not leading the economy, their projections of even getting back to a $30 billion deficit in five years will be shot out the window.
We're, we've been hearing a lot about how um, the the economy is kind of sitting here waiting on this on this bubble that's about to to burst, but in a good way. That once uh, people get the vaccines in their arms, once people are able to move again, travel again, all of that sort of thing again, uh, a boatload of money will be spent for those who have been able to save. Let me let me qualify that. You know, over the past year, and that hasn't been the case for everybody. Some people are really truly struggling. Others are saying, okay, well, it's time to do house renos or it's time to buy a new RV, whatever it is. How optimistic and what are you, what is your research and your, um, your experts telling you about, um, that, you know, expected boom that's to come here, hopefully within the next, you know, six months and how long that might last. Well, you know, and again, I think perhaps we've taken the lessons of diversification seriously that we've learned over the years, many, many years. Uh, and uh, we are, in fact, uh, having a commitment to real diversification of the province. Oil and gas will always continue to be a driver in this province, but we do need to look at uh, other diversifications, uh, methods, and, and sectors. I think one of the areas that's, that's really um, has potential to really grow is the ag sector and the value-added yeah. ag sector. Um, so there's that. I think, you know, the the you mentioned that um, uh, you know that there seems to be a real boom in home renovations. There is and anybody who's been to the local hardware store over the last three months knows that the price of lumber has gone up by about 35 to 40 percent um there is a new interest-free loan for home renovations that was announced in yesterday's budget as well um mm-hmm. which i i think may have the unintended consequences of maybe pushing the costs of lumber and hardware uh, perhaps even higher when uh, that that other group enters the market and says okay i can get an interest-free loan now that's the only thing that was stopping me from doing renovations as far as uh, where we're headed in the recovery, yeah. um, you know, I, I do see some positive things that are out there. And uh, I, I, for Alberta's sake, I sure hope we, we get there. Yeah, fingers crossed, Ken, fingers crossed. Uh, Ken, always great to talk with you. Thanks for making time for us this afternoon. Oh, thank you, Jalen. It's always a pleasure.